has there ever been a time where you kind of wish that people didn't know you were a Christian or are a Christian? See, my, my last quarter of my undergrad, I was in this, this Zoom class because, of course, this is during the time of the pandemic. And we had this very professional um, presentation to give. And so the class starts and we have our designated time slot. And I look and I'm like, all right, yep, we're going to you know, go in five to ten minutes. But I also notice that as I'm looking at the participants list that none of my team is here. It's just me. And I've been the note taker all quarter and I feel very unprepared. And, you know, our, our, our presentation is coming up and I've at this point I've messaged the team, don't know where anyone is. And so I'm in this position of, do I stay here and just make an absolute fool of myself? Or do I leave the meeting and just face the consequences together as a team for not showing up? So I'm going back and forth in my head. And embarrassingly, I must admit that I, I stayed. I stayed and made a fool out of myself. But the reason, the, the embarrassing part of it is, is why I stayed. And it was because I, I had realized that, oh man, you know what? I think people know that I'm a Christian. I, 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 I know with certainty that there are people in this class that know that I'm a Christian. And I, I can't do this. I can't, I can't make Jesus look bad. Or, I, or rather, I can't ruin my reputation as a Christian. And so I stayed and made a fool of myself. And to, to think, now, now, now to say that, you know, oh, if, you, if you're open about your faith, therefore you must be perfect. To say that is, is ridiculous, right? Because if, if you believe that, if you believe that following Christ and being open about your faith means that you are supposed to be perfect and flawless, like you're missing the point of Christianity. You're missing the point of a savior. But there is also this idea of, you know, if you, people will know that we're Christians by the way we love and by the way that we act and the way that we love God and love people. So that's not to say that, you know, you can't, that's not to say that there is no uh, responsibility put on you, but I do understand this idea of, you know, not wanting people to know that you're a Christian. And, you know, maybe you're listening you're listening to the story and you're like, you see, Kira, that's the reason why the only people that know I go to church are the people who see me at church. And I know how appealing it is to live a double lifestyle and kind of live undercover, you know, live in a way in which people don't have to know that you're a Christian so you can get away with these things as if Christianity works that way. But I, I get it. I, I'm a Christian living in Seattle. There are a lot more 
bold and controversial statements that are more comfortable to make compared to telling people that I'm a Christian. I, I get it. And though I, I, I share that story at the beginning to kind of paint this picture of, hey, I get how you feel. And I get the, you know, there is, there's something difficult and uncomfortable about being open about your faith. You know, though, I, as I was um, kind of coming up with my thoughts surrounding this and just all of the different avenues I could take with this story, one, the one that I want to focus on are, you know, it has to do with the benefits of telling people that you're a Christian and being okay with being uncomfortable and being okay proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. And so I, I have three, three examples. Um, the first one being that because I was open about my faith, it helped me find a great community of other people that love Christ. And you know from my blog <laughs> that I experienced a lot of hardship with school and with boy drama and with friend drama. Yet I was open about my faith in the beginning and... You know, I was going to uh, college at the University of Washington, where I lived in a Christian housing community, you know, from my first day to the start of the pandemic. And the relationships and friendships that I've made there are some of the most beautiful and godly relationships I have ever had. You know, there is something to be said about, you know, walking home from campus nearly in tears from failing a test, yet coming home and being welcomed with love and with grace and with truth. You know, there's there's something to be said about, you know, the, the two responses after after just a miserable, miserable exam grade. You know, the one that suggests, hey, like, you know, let's just, let's just drink away our pain versus the other response of, hey, let me just pray over you. And the, the community that I've, I've found, it wouldn't have been possible if I was hiding, if I was, you know, a, a closeted Christian, if I may. <laughs> you know, similarly, I, in my uh, resume, um, I think, I believe it's in, in the activities section to my resume, I, I include, um, I've included Bible studies, or I, or I might have framed it as, uh, you know, I enjoy studying Christianity. And, you know, even with that, there's been times where I've interviewed at a place and later have had that person reach out, regardless if I get the job or got that second interview or not, but have reached out and, and have been, you know, thankful that I, had, that I had said something. And they then responded like, oh, like, I also, 
I also am a, am a Christ follower. And that's, that's not something you see too often living in Seattle. Secondly, I am grateful for the communication and the discussions I've had with people who don't follow Christ. And it, it started with me first opening up about following Jesus. And I'm thankful for those those discussions because, you know, it's not like I'm I'm coming to my uh, to my non-believing friends with a uh, with a pitchfork and a sign with a misquoted Bible verse and and yelling at them to repent, but rather, you know, I'm I'm sharing that hey, I follow Jesus, I trust the Bible. And then being able to have discussion over that. And this, it's not to say my Christian friend that like, all right, like, here you go. You better have all the answers because you won't. You know, I don't. And that's, and there's something kind of cool about that. You know, there's been times where my non-Christian friends have approached me and asked a tough, tough question on scripture. And, you know, admittedly, there have been times where I've, they've, they've asked and I'm, and I just didn't even realize that there was, there was something, uh, there was something of this, of this nature in scripture. But then it challenges me to grow in my faith and to learn more about the Bible and to then be more prepared when answering these questions. And it's not, and again, you know, my, my Christian friend, it's not about, you know, you having all the answers or even you being, you know, God's PR person. It's not about that. But there is something, there, there is a peace in knowing that your non-Christian friend or neighbor or coworker or peer can come to you with questions and therefore you can show them what God says. The entire Bible, all 66 books, because they are all inspired by God. They all point to Jesus. I remember one time uh, when I was working at Amazon, um, we were, we were handling packages and, Religion got brought up as it naturally does when you are handling packages. <laughs> and, you know, very, very typical uh, behavior where there's this gal who you could you could tell just by the way she was talking about scripture in the Bible that, you know, she had probably just seen, uh, you know, those key uh, controversial passages probably in some Instagram story or somewhere on Twitter, and that was her only knowledge of the book of Genesis, specifically uh, the story of Adam and Eve. So she's, you know, going on and just kind of ranting about it. And, you know, we're all kind of there just like listening. And <laughs> I I don't remember exactly what I said, but I do remember kind of stepping in a bit and being like, you know, that's, that's not actually, uh, that's not actually what the Bible says about that story. And, you know, it caught her off guard. It was 
probably very awkward. You know, you you would expect in a you'd expect in a uh, a city that is increasing in ungodly values that you wouldn't you wouldn't find a Christian. You know, I I, I think we're we're quite rare these days, and so you know it, it was it was quite awkward at first because then she was like okay, yeah, you know, and, you know, kind of just, like, shut down the conversation. But later, we we became friends. And it was, and, you know, occasionally before work or during my lunch break, she would just come up to me and, and ask questions regarding the Bible. And it, and there was something really honoring about being that that Christian friend for her, that she could ask these questions. Again, not that I know all the answers to everything, but I could point her to the Bible, you know, and point her to what God says, not just about the love and the grace, but about his wrath and about justice and about the consequences for our sins. There is there is peace knowing that she would rather come to me than go to some some random uh, Reddit forum where people are just trash-talking the Bible and just taking all of these verses out of context. Because even, even Christians do that too, and, and that's equally harmful when, not, when both Christians and non-Christians do that. And... And so it, there was, it was just a cool opportunity. Not that she's, you know, come to Christ yet, but it, it was a conversation starter. And even with that, um, recently, recently as in uh, yesterday, actually, you know, I am a part of this Discord uh, server and... Um, you know, we're, we're all a part of this, this discord server, um, because we all struggle with, uh, eating disorders in one way or another, because hi, I am also imperfect and I, I have my own demons. And so this individual, uh, was, was just was just feeling so discouraged because, um, you know, this, this individual was just dealing with, uh, deals with a, with a binge eating disorder and was just, you know, going off about how, you know, we are just so, um, we encourage like indulging in our temptations and our desires and just fulfilling those and, so this individual was coming into the situation of like, I'm trying to explain to my friend that I have this binge eating disorder, but you know, of course it's just like this, this friend is then also responding of like, just, just eat, just give into it. Who cares what, you know? And, and so this individual was kind of going off about that. And uh, I was, I was a little, hesitant because I didn't know if I was going to get uh, kicked off of the Discord server, but I thought I'd take my chances. And um, so then I, I, I began, I, I replied directly and said something like, 
hey, you know what you what you just said? It's uh, it's actually very biblical. Uh, you should read the book of Ecclesiastes. And so, you know, we started to have me, this individual, and a couple other people. We just started to like add on and, and talk about a. Uh, um, religion a little bit. Not that any of them were Christ followers yet, but it just became this discussion about religion. And, you know, I was able to share my faith and, uh, you know, that was a really cool experience and I didn't get kicked off of the discord server. Um, and then at some point, you know, someone was like, wait, isn't this, isn't this server about eating disorders? And we're like, oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) And then we kind of, we shut down the conversation for now. But again, just one of those opportunities of like, you know, it was a chance for me to share my faith. And so I, I took that chance, even though it was, you know, kind of scary and I didn't know it was going to happen. And it has, you know, these, there are these times where it has been something beautiful and something that, you know, I don't regret in the slightest. And the, the third thing I want to mention, it's it's more uh, humorous than the other two, but uh, there was a time where I was, um, I was experimenting with online dating. And with some of these apps, you can put down a religion. And so I, I put down that, you know, I'm a Christian. But you never know what that means when someone puts that down. Like, does that mean that, like, you read your Bible every day? Does this mean that you you're part of the worship team. Does this mean that you only go to church on Christmas, maybe? Um, and, and so I I went on these and I listen, I was I was not here to waste my time with these dates. I was on a mission. I had very high standards. You know, I was I was seeking a man who was going to love me like Christ loves the church, as talked about in Ephesians 5. I was seeking someone who would see me as more precious than rubies, as Proverbs 31 puts it. So I was I was on a mission. And on these, you know, these uh, first dates that I that I went on, um, you know, it, Cause like what the third question you ask is like, you know, what do you do for fun or, you know, what are your hobbies? And so you just, for me, it was a great way to smoothly transition into, uh, you know, just being very upfront about my faith and how seriously I take it. And so I did. And I, <laughs> I think, I think more often than not, you know, these guys saw this and were and we're thinking like, okay, she's, She's one of those, uh, she's one of those crazy Christians. Um, all right. But I am, I don't regret being that upfront because all it took was that, you know, one date and I knew like, okay, we have different values. You know, we, we love and we believe in the same God and that's great. But, you know, I, I have these high standards Sorry, friend, you don't meet them. (laughs) But then I also wasn't wasting my time. And then when I, and I was just as upfront when I started dating my now fiance. And I am excited to marry someone who is going to love me as Christ loves the church. 
And so, you know, that one's more silly, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that uh, there are benefits in being bold about your faith. And so I challenge you, Christian, to get uncomfortable. Listen, like I, I'm here to tell you, you know, the truth and are you going to experience backlash for, for sharing that you're a Christian? Heck yeah. You know, even, even Jesus uh, has said, you know, if you follow me, the world's going to hate you. You know, we live in a society where there at times, if not most of the time, what God says and what society says, they seem to be at two different ends. So, of course, like, yeah, you're going to experience some judgment and backlash for being bold about your faith. But I don't know. I, I, I want you to think of the worst, like, think of the absolute worst thing that could happen about sharing your faith. Right? Like, just, just think about that. Because I think, I think the best thing. The best thing that can happen is that the Holy Spirit works through you and your coworker, your buddy, or your uh, family member decides to give their life to Christ. That is the best thing that can happen. And say you keep you keep sharing your faith and and you keep allowing these hard conversations and you keep talking about scripture and then maybe it's not just your family member but maybe it's your neighbor who then sees that Jesus changes everything and and through the holy spirit and and with all glory to God they decide to give their life to Christ and so I, I I challenge you, Christian. I challenge you. Because yeah, of course there there are times like in class where, you know, there's that there's that little moment, that little moment of of uh, you know, uh, regret so to so to speak. Um, but in reality, it's like I. I've never, never truly regretted being bold about my faith. Even the, like with the times that it has gone somewhat poorly or it's just awkward or you can just kind of tell like, okay, this is, this is the first and last time me and this person, you know, are, are going to talk simply because of this. I've never regretted talking about my faith or sharing the gospel never regretted it like even when it's hard and even when it has likely costed me um you know jobs job opportunities or interviews because for me it's like yeah i could i could lose everything but i'd rather follow jesus than gain the world I'd rather do God's will. I'd rather be obedient and, you know, 
do my best to create more disciples. And if I do, man, all glory goes to God. And so I, I urge you, Christian, particularly my, my Christian living in Seattle, get uncomfortable. Be bold about your faith. You're needed. This is your chance. You know, share, share the gospel with people. I've never regretted it. God, I just thank you so much, Lord. I thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. And I just pray that we, we can show this world, this world that's increasing in ungodly values, Lord, that we can, we can act and live in a way that points to Jesus and points the need for a savior. God, I pray that we can be a light in this world and that all we do can glorify you and point people to you. God, I just, I just pray that heaven can be so dang crowded. God, all glory goes to you. This life is not about me. It's not about us. It's about you, God. And I just pray, pray that more people can come to know you, Lord, because Jesus, you change everything completely and entirely. And it's through faith in you alone, faith that you are Lord, not by our works. Just pray that we can remember that and we can share that in your name. Amen. Amen.